Well, it's great to see you here. Great to be here with you tonight. And I know that God is doing good things in our church and in and among us. So I want to uh, honour Josh for that and just want to say while I'm here, uh, Josh has done a great job with the youth team uh, this year under, you know, amazing circumstances where you think, wow, you know, he lost a few leads at the beginning of the year and uh, God still is still working and then Joel came out of nowhere just to materialise. So let's give Joel a, a, a hand tonight. <clears throat> He's been a real blessing and uh, filled a spot that, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen but God did and Joel was the answer to that. So I want to honour him for that. But I also want to just um, take an official moment to honour uh, a couple of people today who have done above and beyond acts of service. And look, we could say that about so many people here today, and I'd love a prize for everybody, but we're not, I'm not new age. I'm not in this season of life. I'm like, where if you lose the race, you don't get a prize. So sorry, everybody, if you're from that age bracket, you, you get whatever's on the table as your prize. <clears throat> you can take it home. But uh, I'm just going to... I just want to honour Al Scott and Noah Scott for their, for their commitment and their service <coughs> to the thing. Yeah, come on down. Leave the sound desk for a few minutes, guys. <coughs> so we have a gift for Al. Come on, come on down. Let's give them a hand as they come. <coughs> I just want to honour them for their, uh, for their service. There you are, Al, that one's for you, and Noah, that one's for you, don't fight over them on the way home. <laughs> but uh, just want to honour these guys, because to me, it's, sometimes it's the, the things that no one else sees, um, they beat me to church on Sunday mornings, I see weeds on Thursday and think I've got to get to that, and then I come back later and it's already gone. They're the kind of things that no one else notices, but um, God sees those small things as well. So I just want to honour them. And, you know, if we look around the room, there are so many people who do so many things for the, uh, for the church and for the community, but um, it is good for us to honour one another, and today we honour Al and Noah, and just believe that uh, what you've sown in this season will bear a great harvest. So, thanks guys. Good on you. Thank you. Good on you, man. <coughs> so, I just don't want to do one commercial before I speak to you about some um, uh, ministry things is um, our Awaken July 22, 7pm Thursday night <clears throat> just encourage you to come out to those Awaken nights, they are really uh, all about soaking in the presence of God, ministering one to another and hearing the word of God so come on out to that as well I've got some quotes for you, pop them up on the screen for me <clears throat> I love my quotes it's easy as a church member to fall in love with church life and lose sight of the purpose for which the church exists. To meet the needs of those who as yet have no knowledge of God. That's from Everyday with Jesus. If you're not using Everyday with Jesus, I encourage you to get it. It's just so many great things in it. Um, the next one, nothing worthwhile comes easily. Half effort does not produce half results. It produces no results. So I want to encourage you uh, to consider... The, uh, the effort that you put in in life and um, take some of those uh, wise words there and apply them to yourself. So I want to talk on teamwork tonight and I'm not going to talk for very long and you're all going to be glad about that. <clears throat> but I want to talk about teamwork as it relates to the call of God upon your life and the two go together. So when you have a call of God upon your life, God wants to place you 
in among a community of people, we call that the church, that you team up with to do the ministry. So I, I do want to just mention a few things. On your tables there are some pieces of paper and on those um, there is our vision, mission, goals and all that kind of stuff. So you'll need them a bit later with your when we break up into teams. But um, <clears throat> I, I, there can be a little bit of a, uh, I guess, a concerning thing for some people when a church has vision. I know early in my time here, I've probably shared this before, people were demanding, we can't, we can't follow you unless you tell us what the vision is. Now, the easy thing for me in those days was to say, I'll just make up a vision. I'll just, pl- I'll just make it up, get a whole lot of things. But I said at the time, I need to wait for God to show me the vision for the church. Um, and then when we have that vision, we'll, it'll last us for a long, long time. And I waited probably four years before the vision was fully uh, arrived. But on that piece of paper there, you'll see our vision. So you can read those things out. But we have vision because it prophesies what we are becoming. So people might criticise a vision. So if you see a vision from another church and think, well, that's not really, doesn't see that in there. It's prophesying what's coming. So I encourage you to know what our vision is. And, and if you need to take that piece of paper home, pin it somewhere and pray that vision. Because <clears throat> it's not my vision, it's the Holy Spirit's vision that he gave our church. So I want to encourage you to pray, pray into that vision, believe for that vision. Um, the next thing we have is a culture. Now culture uh, in a description is the soil vision grows in. And so our culture, are the we've got eight culture keys or identity keys we call them and they all start with I which couldn't have come from me so but that is the soil that our vision grows in uh, they're all written on your piece of paper there <clears throat> now our mission we need to know what our mission is in the world and that comes from directly from the word of God and that is what we're here for we're a light on a hill a city that cannot be hidden a light that shines in the darkness um, and it goes on at the end of it to say so that your heavenly father people will praise your heavenly father so we want praise going to God because of the light people see coming out of our church, coming out of our lives. The, the last one is our goals, which uh, only came to us at the start of this year through our prayer and fasting, and they identify our direction. <clears throat> so our direction as a church can be steered by our goals. So we go, well, what we do and how we do that, does that match our goals? And if it doesn't, then we say, well, why are we going down that direction? So I just want to talk about effective teams tonight. So <clears throat> it's, I'm going to read you some scripture. Mark chapter 6, verse 35 to 44. It's not on the screens. It's only just the, the, the reference there. <clears throat> it says, late in the afternoon, <clears throat> pardon me, his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, you feed them. With what they asked, we'd have to work for months to earn, that's why you don't like technology, um, to, to earn <clears throat> enough money to buy food for all these people. How much bread do you have, he asked. Go and find out. They came back and reported, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass so they sat down in groups of 50 or 100. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the, to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. 
He also divided the fish for everyone to share. They all ate as much as they wanted and afterwards the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish. A total of 5,000 men and their families were fed. I mean, that's a a fairly huge um, increase of what they had. So I'm going to give you just a few, I think, four points about, uh, about teamwork that we see in this scripture. The first one, if you're taking notes, number one, organisation matters. We need to be organised. And it says, uh, I mean, to effectively feed thousands, Jesus required they be organised into lots of people, into groups of people. So Mark 6.39, Jesus said, have the people sit down in groups. So if you want to be ministered to, sit in a group. If you want to be fed by the Lord, be in a group. If you want ministry, as in I want a ministry, where's my ministry? Get in a group. Sit in a group. Um, I've got about three points in this part. If you want to eat from miracles, if you want to have a miracle in your life, sit and stay in your group. This is When I relate this to a group, I'm talking about your, your faithfulness and commitment to the local house of God. That's your group. That's what, that's what we're going to bring this down to today. Know your group and stay there. And, and, and you'll see you'll start to feed from miracles. So uh, <clears throat> recognize the, the positioning of God and you'll receive provision from God. So you, you can't afford to not belong because you, you want to get the provision and the, and the uh, positioning that God puts you in and the provision of God will flow into your life. Um, the, the other thing I see here is Jesus fed them all from the organisation of small groups. So large growing churches, and you've probably heard me say this before, are a whole lot of small groups where people receive effective ministry. So people look at, they, you know, you've heard this saying mega church. I don't think it's a bad thing because the church in the book of Acts on on the day of Pentecost was 3,000 people in one day. We would say, oh, that's a mega church. Oh, we don't like them. Well, then you don't like church. The, you know, the, the, the church was born on the very first day into a mega church culture. So um, large growing churches are a whole lot of small groups where people receive effective ministry. And you don't see large churches that don't have that element. There's not one anywhere. It cannot exist without effective small group ministry where people know one another, where people can pray together, where people can study the word together, do life together. That's the core of a, of a growing church. And uh, we want to be that kind of people. We want to be that kind of a church. So um, organisation matters. It matters a lot. The second thing we see in this scripture is the blessing of God matters. So we can be so consumed with God bless what I do, but what you want is do what God blesses and have in your hand what God has blessed. So what they had was blessed by, <coughs> pardon me, blessed by the Lord. Jesus blessed the food and he broke it in pieces. What was blessed and broken became the provision. So I want to tell you something. This, this is a little bit, you know, I guess I'm stretching it a bit. But let Jesus break some things in you. Let Jesus break some things in you. Um, maybe just a little bit that you have, let Jesus have that. You might be hanging on to things, saying, well, this is all I have. I can't possibly give to one priority this year. Maybe it's something like that. But 
when you break that and say, God, I'm going to give you this little bit because I want to, I want to be a blessing to others, you never know what God's going to do next. <clears throat> and what we get from Jesus is always enough. So, you know, I've seen people, pastors of churches, being in my role in the state, and they've got 35 people, 40 people, and they're burnt out, they're wasted, they're, they're kaput. And you think, well, you weren't ministering, you know, you can't burn yourself out, surely, with, with that. But they're not ministering out of what God's given them, they're ministering out of something else. They're ministering out of their own energy, their own wisdom, their own, their own uh, perspectives. But what we get from Jesus is always enough. And I want to tell you, to apply to your ministry call the blessing of Jesus. <clears throat> Sometimes that means letting things be broken, your dreams, your desires, your plans. And we can be so determined, well, by the end of this year, if they haven't asked me to join that team or be a leader, then, then I'm out of here. You know something? You just say, God, look what's being blessed and get behind it. Because God will bless your life when you start to carry what he's blessed. <clears throat> Serve others, serve others with or on what Jesus has blessed you with. You might think, well, I haven't been blessed with very much. I used to say that to myself all the time. I haven't been blessed by very much. All I've got, all I've got is a Ford Falcon, station wagon, a green one. It's the daggiest car in the street. But that's all God gave me. <clears throat> and so I thought, well, I can pick people up. I can bring people to church. I can bring people to youth. And, and you know what? I... I, I was always getting called upon. Rob, getting calls in the morning. Can you pick these people up as a family need to come to church? Rob, youth, bring all these people to youth group. And then at the end of the night, bring them all home again. And uh, I got a little bit annoyed with that. <clears throat> so I thought, I'm going to fix God. I went and bought a ute, a, a little trayback Land Cruiser. I wish I still had it. They're worth a fortune now. <clears throat> so I got this thing. only fits three people. Ha. Huh? And guess what you get next? Hey, Rob, these people are moving. They need to move a fridge. They need to move a washing machine. We need to bring a baptism tank to church. I'm like, I'll get the, get the car back. <clears throat> but I want to tell you, serve others on what Jesus has blessed you with. What has Jesus blessed you with? You've got to see what God has blessed you with and think, well, God, I'm going to use that. That's like the bread he's given you. Some of you, that is, to, that is you know, financial wisdom. Some of you, that is being good to work with children. Some of you, it's being able to build things. Whatever it is that God has gifted you, use it. <clears throat> so, so far, we've seen organisation matters. Blessing of God matters. The third thing, distribution matters. Because <clears throat> everything's wasted if it can't get to the people. So when we think of that story, all that food, all that, that bread and fish that Jesus was blessing would have been wasted if it didn't get to people. So a few key points here. <clears throat> Jesus broke it in pieces and kept giving the bread to the, to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. <clears throat> it's all about taking what we have to the people. Um, that's within church and outside of church. So the second key we see um, that I want you to see is you are the disciple doing the distributing. So look at your hands, look at your life and say, well, I am the disciple doing the distributing right now. So distributors, <clears throat> what you get from Jesus is for someone else or it's for others. You're a distributor right now. You've got a new title. I am a distributor of what God has blessed. 
Say that to yourself. I am a distributor of what God has blessed. <clears throat> so Jesus works through disciples. Jesus worked through men to feed people. Now, one of the problems we have is sometimes we're saying, God, I need an answer. God, I need an answer. And God's saying, just go to the house of God. Because someone is going to preach and is going to hit you right where you need to be hit. Someone's going to preach and encourage you. Or you're going to be in worship and hear words in the song that is going to speak to your spirit. You're going to find a revelation. You're going to be around others that helps you in that thing. But um, <clears throat> I could just imagine when the disciples were feeding these people, and we do get this from time to time in church life in various ways, if people said, I'm going to refuse to eat. I don't want that bread or fish from you. I want Jesus to serve it to me. He needs to show me. He needs to show me by some miraculous way or give, feed me some way from heaven. I'm not going to take it from a disciple. Well, you know what? They would have missed out. They would have gone home hungry. But uh, if they had demanded it, that it um, not come by the hand of a disciple, they would have missed what Jesus had blessed them for. <clears throat> so we're nearly finished. The fourth thing is teamwork matters. <clears throat> it matters in the church. See, your role on team is to distribute what God has blessed and broken. <clears throat> so at your own life, you, you've got to say, have an attitude, God, I want to be blessed. I want to carry your blessing. And if you need to break me for that, then break me. And uh, it's worth it in the long run. So every ministry department is a group on the grass. You remember we heard in the story, Jesus told them to all sit down, there's green grass. He said, tell them to sit down in groups of 50 or 100. That also talks about responsibilities that various people have in life. Some of us can be leaders of 50, some of 20, some of hundreds. But <clears throat> every ministry, every department in the life of a church is a group on the grass, so to speak. Every team member is a distributor of blessed bread, of the of the word of God, of the truth of God, of the things of God to distribute to others. And now it says that they all ate and there were leftovers. <clears throat> I want us as a church, one heart church, aim to feed everyone and some. Yeah. Yeah. So people think, well, we can't be everything to everyone. Well, the Holy Spirit will be. Yeah. We can do what we do. They, they said at the start of this story, well, well, we've only got this little bit. We could fo focus on everything we don't have. We can focus on, on the smallness of, of our church, the smallness of where we live, the small, smallness of our faith, the, the, uh, the, the limited resources we might have. Or we can start to say, Jesus, will you bless the bread? Will you bless this little piece of fish that I have? And what I'll do is I'll just distribute what you gave me and it'll just keep going. And you'll bless someone, and they'll bless someone, and they'll bless someone, and then we'll see, well, a church of 5,000. Who knows how many more? <clears throat> but your ministry is important. I love that. They all ate, and there were leftovers. So that type of ministry comes from Jesus' hand to your hand. And the problem we often have in church is, is why we, we often struggle in the areas any church, every church I speak to, always struggle in the area of um, volunteers. They're always struggling. Kids' church, worship team, welcome team, 
nearly everywhere I've been, every pastor I've spoke to, all struggling to uh, activate people in the life of the church to serve. But, <clears throat> but what you have to say is, Jesus, I want to take the bread from your hand, the things that have been blessed, and I want to carry them and hand them to someone else and see their life blessed. So we don't just do that in the four walls of the church. <clears throat> It'd be a total mistake to think, hey, this is you know, what we do on Sunday and on the weekend and what we're doing here tonight. That's, the, that, that's not the activation of the church. This is organization. This is ministry. This is uh, pouring into each other and one another and encouraging and uh, developing and strengthening. And the real work of the church happens when you leave, when you're out on the street, when you're at work, when you're... Um, doing whatever you do every day and talking to people and, and being salt and light to the world to those who are lost. That's what that first quote we saw tonight was all about. <clears throat> but if you could just bear with me just for one second, consider your part in this. Jesus chooses you to administer his miracles to others. Jesus chooses you. Why did Jesus choose the disciples that day? He would have done a much better job. He would have said, watch this, I'm going to turn this all into roast lamb and gravy. <clears throat> Was fish, but now look. You know something? Jesus wants to use you. You might think, but you know, well, we've just got ordinary stuff. But when our ordinary gets blessed by the Holy Spirit, extraordinary results come, take place. And I want us to be stirred in our spirits to believe for the extraordinary things of God to be our ordinary experience. To say, we see that all the time. We see people coming to church and being born again. We see people coming to church with, with all kinds of issues and problems. But in a year or two, they'll be serving God. <clears throat> in time, we know that God will restore their brokenness. And, and again, those people, we want to see them come in and find their place on the green grass. And, that, and as Josh was talking about the, you know, our one priority, what we're doing is we're creating green grass areas. It's creating a way for others to find a place to sit. Now, were these people born again? Were, were these people that Jesus fed? You know, followers of Jesus, some were, some weren't. But you know what? He, he fed them all. And I want to have a type of church that no matter who you are, if you come into this church not knowing anything, you'll go away saying, hey, you know, that was good. God spoke to me. That was relevant. I understood what you said. <clears throat> and one of the things that um, I want us to create here at One Heart Church is an environment where a, a total unbeliever can come into the house of God and say, well, I understood what you were talking about. So that, that uh, spiritual bread became life to them. <clears throat> so con consider your part. Because Jesus chooses to administer his miracles to others through you. <clears throat> and you are that type of disciple who can carry the bread, carry the fish to others. So I just want to recap. Organisation matters. We, we don't want to have so much organisation that we lose the spirit, but organisation matters if we're going to feed lots of people. Blessing matters. We need to have the blessing of God on all that we do. So just on that, before I move on again, I just want you to consider about that blessing of God. Maybe you've been going, God bless my life, God bless this, God, and we can be praying, God bless this, bless that. What I want you to do instead is say, God, help me to see what you're blessing and I want to get on board with that. Yeah. I want to see where your blessing is and help me distribute that blessing 
So that might mean you're, taking, you, 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 you're getting involved in, in the youth group. You're getting involved with the department in the church. Say, God, where is your blessing? And I'll carry that. And, and everything will change. Instead of asking for a blessing, be the blessing. <clears throat> Distribution matters. It's not until you take what God has given you to others that the miracle can take place. So oh, there's an old song. I've been singing it lately. Um, there's a river of life flowing out from me. I won't sing it. Who knows that one? There's a river of life flowing out from me. Helps the lame to walk and the blind to see. Open prison doors and set the captives free. There's a river of life flowing out from me. But often we, we'd be singing that, but meaning there's a river of life that's all about me. <clears throat> but we don't want to be a, a river of life that's all about me. We want a river of life that's flowing out of me, that's seeing the blind restored, seeing the, the lame walk, seeing the prisoners set free. That's the kind of um, river of life that God wants to flow into his people and see the world, world being changed. So blessing matters, distribution matters, and teamwork matters. So can we just pray? I want to lead you in prayer today. And I just want to <clears throat> inspire you tonight to consider these things that I've said and say, God, I want to um, receive some of that bread today, some of that fish today, and I want to carry it to be a carrier disciple, a distributor of the good things, the blessed things of God. So, Father, I just pray right now <clears throat> over One Heart Church, over these people here today. Lord, I just believe right now that faith can be dropped into our hearts, that the perspective from heaven can come. Lord, I pray for those who have their hands open and ready and saying, God, I want to carry what you've blessed. I want to take what you've, what you've given me. And I want to be a distributor of the blessed things of God. So, Father, we just pray today that we begin to stand up, rise up, break forth, <clears throat> break through every area that has been holding us down and holding us back. And I pray release by the Holy Spirit so that we also see the increase, Lord God, in our lives and in our church. And I pray that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. <clears throat> so... We're changing things right up in, in heartbeat and um, we want to spend time in teams now. There's, we, we've, for tonight, we've just focused on three main teams and uh, we've got our team leaders here. Actually, I think we've got four now because Josh is going to do a youth team one. We've kept it to three teams tonight because we have a lot of crossovers of people who serve in many, many different teams. So <clears throat> there's, Josh will be doing a youth team table. So we'll have to sort of find our teams. Uh, Luke will be doing kids' church. And I think, Pastor Kyle, are you doing a separate one or doing it together? You're, you're separate. Okay. So that means we've got lots more teams than I imagine. Then Pastor Kyle is doing toddlers. So if you're in that team, so you can see Luke. If you're in kids' church, toddlers, see Pastor Kylie. Pastor Pauline's doing welcome team. Uh, have you got two or one? Yeah. <clears throat> She's just doing welcome team. And then Jimmy and Beth have got the worship team. Now, there's some questions that they have to go through. And also, this time, we have uh, about 20 minutes, say, till quarter past, I'll give you. Go through the questions that, that I've prepared there on the tables as well, but they're for the team leaders to help. But also, team leaders, if you have any small things that you just need to share with your team about think, you know, housekeeping things in your team, you can do that at this time as well. But we'll be back at quarter past, and uh, we want to have a summary of, from your team leader 
uh, where your team's at, what's been happening, real brief summary, and then hopefully we have some time to pray um, and we'll do that all together. So everyone got how that'll work? You're not all confused yet? Go for it.